everybody, what's up? Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 26th. Michael Beller, Jake Seeley, Brandon Bunston here with you. We are two days before the NFL draft, at least before the first round of the NFL draft. And so we're going to play a little game based on the NFL draft that I will introduce after I introduce my co-host, Jake Seeley. Let's start with you, man. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being, I don't know, like middle of August draft prep. What's draft week like for you? Are you talking about workload or excitement? Workload. Oh, workload this week, uh, it's probably 8.5, I'd say. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's not quite, I mean, basically once Thursday, like we're doing this show today, uh, uh-huh. I got a show pushed till Friday, which would normally have been tomorrow, but once Thursday comes, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So it is essentially, it's, <laughs> honestly, it might be the same as a 10, Funston. I don't know, you're the <laughs> one that edits everything. It feels like until Monday night, I'm going to be pretty crazy yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> If you ask me the same question, I can't say the same as you because editing you is not as hard as having to be you and writing it, you know. So, um, so it's something less for me. But uh, on an on a excitement level, um, ten, I'm pretty excited. Although I'm as a Seahawks fan, there's just nothing that they can do that fixes the gaping problem that exists with the Seattle Seahawks at the moment. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> no, I see. We're in the same year. boat. Well, actually, we're all in this. All three of us are in the same boat. Root for 2023. Yeah. That's when we have, yeah, we'll sure. have some fun. For sure. We can have the a little. The only thing I'm asking the little... NFL is when we get to round three, just please don't do like four wide receivers in a row. Like, give me like a breather. <laughs> yeah. A little break. A little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. of a break. <laughs> we could have a side bet, actually, when we get a little closer to the season. Right, like which one of our teams is going to be the one that goes five and twelve and wins the most out of the three? Oh, the most? Yeah. Well, it's uh, going to. Right. You know what? I, I, I we actually look think at team that, futures right now. Yeah, I think the Giants are going to ruin it and do that. I think they're going to do the opposite. Like, that they're going to be the one that like manages wins, to squeak out a six-win season. Yeah, and ruins everything and potentially <laughs> getting their quarterback next it's year. It's not going to be the Bears. It's not going to be the Bears. I oh, no. promise you no. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm looking up regular season wins. Let's see. You've got, got the worst division, Faustin. So that's why. That's why I'm going mm-hmm. with the Giants. Uh, Bears are un- it's seven flat. Oh uh, under all day long. Under. Giants are seven flat, and the Seahawks are six flat. So we're all we're all in the ballpark. The best, the the best bet of those three is the Bears. The Bears are like purposely making sure they don't win seven games. <laughs> I still like, think the Giants. I still think the Giants too. <laughs> Uh, it's three bad teams. It's three bad teams that are going to be picking uh, toward the top of next year's draft. And so maybe we'll have something fun to talk about at that point. But let's get into what we're doing on this show for this year's draft. So we've already talked about the draft from basically every conceivable angle. If you've missed those shows, I think they've been pretty good shows. You can just scroll back a couple of episodes in this very feed and find those shows where we really break down the prospects and what teams might do and where we want to see guys go. All that good stuff for a fantasy perspective. We've got that for you just a couple episodes ago in the feed. On today's episode, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to do a draft about the draft. So what we're going to do, got four rounds here. We're only going to be drafting um, skill position players, quarterback, wide, running back, wide receiver, tight end. No one's going to draft a tight end. Probably no one's going to draft a running back. You know, just a little bit of a spoiler. But those are the only players who are eligible to be drafted in our little draft here. Their draft slot will correspond with a, with a score. So if someone gets drafted eighth, that player will contribute eight points to whoever 
drafts him on their team, lowest combined score wins. So basically, we're just trying to pick the guys for our teams here that are going to get drafted the highest in the first round. If a player doesn't get drafted in the first round, he will be tagged with a score of 33, the first pick in the second round. So we all clear on that? Everyone good? Everyone comfortable with uh, the rules here? Yep. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it then. We are going to, we've got a random uh, list randomizer Which pulled me. up here. Can you guys see it? You can guys see this, right? Yeah. Yep. There you all go. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to spin it three times, all right? And that third time will be our order. So here we go. Here's spin number one. Great podcast content. Here comes spin number two. And second here is time. spin number three. There it is. Our second, our all second right. all three times. I told you this randomizer is full of crap. All right. Hey, and so you got to pick your bones with random.org, not with me, Jake. So it comes Funston, so, Jake, and then me, but we're going to so say. So for everybody that, that knows that doesn't see it, it went Funston, Jake, Beller. He randomized it. It went Beller, Jake, Funston, and then it went back to Funston, Jake, Beller. <laughs> You're just the man in the middle, stuck in the middle with you like Steeler's Wheel. That's just what we're meant to be doing here, Jake. Um, Funston. You're first. Which which uh, draft slot do you want? I will take draft slot number three because oh. I feel like there's ten really strong, likely first round picks, okay. and eleven and twelve get re- very iffy to me. Okay, so Funston takes draft slot three. Jake, which one are you taking? Mm, so I will take two and let you tie break my potential first pick. Okay, I will take draft slot one because that's what is available to me. Um, I'm going to take Malik Willis. I think that uh, I think that Bastard. he doesn't make it past. I, mean, I don't think I don't think he makes it past eight. Uh, and I think that those receivers, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson actually has put some distance between himself and the other receivers in the betting markets. He's now minus two hundred to be the first receiver taken, and then Jamison Williams is next in those rankings at plus two hundred with Drake London just behind him at plus two twenty five. But I feel very comfortable that Malik Willis is going to be a top 10 pick. I don't think he makes it past eight to Atlanta. And even that first receiver taken might not be inside that first eight. I think Malik Willis has the best bet to be the first offense, to be the first skill position player taken, not the first offensive player taken. That's going to be one of the offensive linemen. But I think Malik Willis, the first skill player taken, worst going eighth to Atlanta. Maybe Carolina takes him at six. Maybe some other team gets excited about him and trades up for him. Whatever the case may be, I think it's eight at worst for Malik Willis, so he will be the first pick in this draft. Give me Malik Willis. Yeah. You don't like that, Jake, huh? Sorry, no, I buddy. thought you were going to be stupid like the Panthers. <laughs> what, did take Kenny Pickett or something? <laughs> yes, yeah. Actually, so I'm, I'm taking Kenny Pickett. Uh, you, like I said, I wanted Willis, but I'm willing to go with the tie for two reasons. Is because as much as I, we already had that show, and you know how I feel about Malik Willis and feel like somebody's trading mm-hmm. up because I want to make sure they get him. If things go sideways and certain players fall and then teams decide to sit and wait, I think that Willis could slide to like somewhere in the teens and somebody trades up there instead. And if Carolina goes their route, they're going to be stupid and be like, well, what's better for us now? Let's not sit and wait. You know, that Kenny Pickett. So uh, there's a lot of people out there that think he's more pro ready. And, I, you know, I made the joke on that show when we did it. It was like Josh Rosen was supposed to be the uh-huh. most pro ready quarterback. But I feel worst case scenario, he's is still inside the top twelve. Best case scenario, I get the first player off the board. Of skill and you're position. talking about yeah, Pickett's um, Pickett's draft over under is twelve and a five? half right now. Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Yeah, and the under is a little bit of an underdog, but still twelve and it, 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 it's it's set at twelve and a half. He's probably going to be you know somewhere in the teens at worst. You would think, unless there's like a Aaron Rodgers style slide for him. Yeah. 
and just don't think that's really all that realistic. It's interesting. I wasn't thinking that you guys would both go quarterback. I've heard so much vacillating back and forth about, you know, this quarterback class could really drop. And Mm -hmm. and then, you know, it scares me, though, that you guys are both back on uh, potential for these guys to go in the top 10 because I have a team that I'm rooting for that needs a quarterback that's sitting in the top 10. And (laughs) I I do not want them to use a pick on a quarterback. I think Willis is just such a, like, what a, he makes so much sense for Atlanta. Because they're not going to do anything this year. They've moved on from Matt Ryan. He's from Atlanta. They can have him sit not only because they're not going to win this year, but because they've got Mariota there on a two-year deal. Like, it just it makes so much sense. And like, talk about like selling tickets. Uh, eventually, like they can totally start over. They can move on from Calvin Ridley. And the, got and the Atlanta say, kid. We have the new Michael Vick. It's like it's, yeah. it, it makes so much well, sense for Atlanta to take Malik Willis. I think the issue is that he has got oozing with potential, got mm-hmm. so much talent, and you have the four most needy teams with for a quarterback are in the top ten. You know, and even Detroit, if they want to trade down a little bit, might still be mm-hmm. in a position, you know, to entertain that idea as well. So uh, it's hard to imagine someone that talented where there's four teams with a chance to take a bite at the apple and one of them doesn't do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. I get. Right. Yep. Yeah. I was, some of these teams could talk themselves into waiting in next year's draft class too, where there's going to be some quarterbacks who you know everyone would agree is better than anyone who's in this draft. Okay. Well, that makes it easy for me then. Um, I think I'm going to go. I'm definitely going Garrett Wilson, as you mentioned. He's kind of separating himself as the odds-on favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also going to go Drake London because you hear a lot of uh, you know Jets on Drake London uh, as as a as a very likely possibility. Atlanta has a gaping need for a wide receiver. I think both Drake London and Garrett Wilson have a have decent potential to be top ten picks, and probably uh, I, I wouldn't see either of them dropping maybe past Washington at eleven. Yeah. Jake, let me just uh, yeah. We talked about this in in our previous draft episode, but uh, since you've been like totally neck deep in this stuff, let me just ask you about fits for these guys. Garrett Wilson, if you're drawing up the ideal spot for his skill set and, and what that team already has, where do you want to see him go? And same for Drake London. Uh, so for Wilson, anywhere, I think he's yeah. the most complete wide receiver who fits basically any of these teams that need a wide receiver, whether. It's Atlanta, whether, as Funston mentioned, you'd find somebody alongside Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. And then even if you talk about the Jets, I mean, he's going to fit anywhere. The London is you that also fits well with the Falcons. They have nobody. Although, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, look at the, you look at him and Pitts, I'd say I'd lean more. We haven't even brought in the other person yet, Jamison Williams. I think Williams makes a little bit more sense for Falcons than London does. But I think London with Terry McLaurin would be amazing. Uh, and also whether or not Carson Wentz has anything left there. You know, the touchdown-to-interception ratio wasn't bad. I don't love him with the Jets as much, that being London, because uh-huh. the stylistic, you know, the offense, the quarterback play, and then if Corey Davis still can bounce back. So, yeah, I'd say that's how I would look. But uh, to kind of bring this into my pick, I'm actually glad Funston took those two and left me with the one that is getting the steam and I think could end up being the first wide receiver. I wouldn't make him the first wide receiver off the board, but we saw if you go to the uh, the Athletic, there's an interview with all the players with Feldman and everything. He's saying, Jamison Williams, the best talent in the class. The only question is the injury. The only question is, he does he start in the pop and he's out for the first six mm-hmm. weeks? Is somebody going to take him as the first? Blah, 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 blah. So I'll take Jamison Williams because it's not that I necessarily disagree with Funston. Like, I would go London. You guys know that. 
But I think that whether it's London, then Wilson, or Wilson, then London, I think Williams is going to be the one sandwiched in between, potentially even the first pick. So I think Funston, your draft strategy actually makes sense because you guaranteed two of the top three. But for playing the odds, like I kind of li- like that you left me Williams. Yeah, I thought about Williams, and honestly, if it was me just picking with my own opinion, I would probably go Williams because I do think that he he is a, a receiver that plays everywhere like Garrett Wilson does, whereas Drake London, you might want a, a, a certain fit there. I think it's stupid when teams uh, you know, take an ACL injury from a 20-year-old that happened in November, and they put a whole lot of weight on that. Was it yeah. November? When did he When did he have his ACL? What, maybe it was December. I can't remember. Well, maybe it's because he can't put a lot of weight on it. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> what a funny joke. But Come are on. we just like are, – aren't we at the point where we're not just like – we're not just like it's not doomsday anymore when a guy gets an ACL injury yeah. and he's in his early 20s and right, right. you have like a 10 to 12 month span, you know, like he's going to be fine. And, and, you know, and it's like if you put stock in that because you're going to might miss a month of his career and you're going to take someone completely different that doesn't have as high a ceiling. I hey, think, uh, you, you know, who had 1300 huge- yards and 89 touchdowns after missing the first four games as a rookie? Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I would be correct. <laughs> he tore the ACL though, Funston in in the championship game. So in January. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. Sorry. Yeah, but still, that, we're tough. talking. He's eight months. He's eight months removed from the injury come week one of the season. Yeah. So it, it'll and be nine no- months is pretty much the demarcation these days for a young guy that's you know that's rehabbing <laughs> stringently. I and lied. I undersold you, him. It was twelve touchdowns. I forgot. <laughs> that, that was such a ridiculous run for him. In twelve games. <laughs> yeah, that was just outrageous and the highlight real place. But this is not an Odell Beckham appreciation podcast, at least not today. It's no, not, no, but like, no, definitely not because he'll misunderstand and block me for a second time. <laughs> he'll unblock you just to reblock, just you. to block exactly. me again. Maybe Elon Musk isn't going to let that happen <laughs> on, on Twitter anymore. Right? We'll find you, out. You point, you put, plunk down forty-four billion for something. You pretty much get to do whatever you want with it. I guess <laughs> there's a there's an argument to be made that that shouldn't be allowed. But that's a, uh, that is a completely different podcast so we're going to get back on this and so on Jamison Williams right so we're talking eight months removed from the ACL tear in week one of the season and then if you're if you're one of the wide receiver needy teams if you are Atlanta who maybe doesn't take Malik Willis and is going to take a receiver if you are the Jets if you are god who else could maybe take a Philadelphia right maybe Philly wants to get on the wide receivers like Saints yeah the Saints at 16 like are you like Jamison Williams is is a huge part of your future you're not super concerned about I mean you want him to play week one but you're not concerned you're, you're concerned about week five and week eight and week one of 2023 so like he's gonna go high and I would I would also expect it I think I think that you know the, the fact that the the odds have changed so much makes me feel like Garrett Wilson probably is going to be the first receiver taken but uh the Jamison Williams um you know maybe it's worth a little bit of a shot at plus 200 because of just the immense ceiling that is attached yeah to um, him, back to right? the Malik Willis thing Atlanta could wait till next year who cares? Yeah, if, for sure. Why does Atlanta I mean, care if he misses the first six weeks? And I mean, if they expect to be bad, which they you know probably should, like they could be Unless right back drunk. at the top of the draft, <laughs> <laughs> right back at the top of the draft next year when you've got you know quarterbacks who frankly just have much more promising futures. Which as team has a worse depth chart, the Bears or the Falcons? I think we could say. I think I argue the Falcons. I think it might be the Falcons too. Like the Bears still have a pretty decent, like stable of talent on the defensive side of the ball. Like, if the Falcons and Bears played each other ten times, Bears win seven? 
Oh my um, god, that that's just a, a version of football hell that no one wants to have to deal with. <laughs> I think. But uh, yeah, I would I would say the Bears would be favored in that theoretical ten game series. Yeah. So there you go. Go Bears. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Um, all right, I'm going to move on to make my uh, second and third round picks here. I'm just going to keep the wide receiver train rolling. All right, Jamison Williams uh, had to go to Alabama because he couldn't get ahead of Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. So I'm going to take Chris Olave right here with uh, my second pick. Unquestionably, he's going to be a first round pick. There's no doubt about that. Um, he's not. He's probably not going to go again ahead of any of these three receivers. I think the, the ship has sailed there. I think he is comfortably the fourth receiver. Um, I don't think Traylon Burks goes ahead of him. I don't think Jahan Dotson, George Pickens. I don't think any of those guys really, really, uh, really challenge him. So I think it's just a matter of who ultimately makes that jump to get Chris Olave. Packers make a ton of sense for him. I think that could be a good landing spot for him. But whoever it ends up being, I think we're talking about somewhere in the 16 to 22 range for Chris Olave. And I, I really like it. This is a guy who yeah, I think becomes very interesting from a fantasy perspective. Based on where he goes, I think we can make an argument for if the if the landing spot is right that he ends up being the number one fantasy receiver among rookies in twenty twenty two. He ends up in the Packers, he probably will be. Yeah, right? it have to be the as you say the right landing spot. Um, yeah, I, I just well, this is the interesting pick right here because you can argue the order of those of what we've picked to this point, but that was chalk that they that they're all off the board. I think that at this point, six. yep. I don't know that there's a clear chalky pick for the sixth pick overall here. For the seventh pick overall. Seventh pick overall, sorry. I, I agree with you completely. And, like, not only is there not a chalk pick, but, like, so let's just use Dane Brugler's um, uh, mock, his most recent mock, as our as just a, a working off sort of scratch pad here. The only other skill position players he has going in the first round are Desmond Ritter, Traylon Burks, and Jahan Dotson. And we know more skill players are going to go in the first round beyond the six that we've said. Are we sure that, like, any is any other player besides these six a lock to be a first round pick? I don't think any of the well, Dotson. Maybe Dotson. He's, yeah, that's exactly what I was I was leaning oh, toward. Oh, did you just? Are you just giving him the pick there? No, he was he was already leading. He already mentioned. He already okay. said Dotson. I already knew he was right. leaning there. Yeah. I, I okay. well, I I don't know if I'm going to take Dotson. But I'm just oh. saying, I think he's probably the, – the the betting market suggests that he is the safest pick to go. Uh, to yeah, we safest. did a betting show too, Funston, and we already covered this. He is the, <laughs> the next safest guy to be a first-round pick among skill position players. But I think we're talking for sure, no matter what, like a late first-round pick for Jahan Dotson. 28, 29, yeah. 30, 31. Chiefs. This is yeah, the NFL, you banana, guys. Bananas this is the NFL. The this is the NFL, my friends. Someone is always ready to talk themselves into the next quarterback on the board. I'm going Desmond Ritter here. I think Desmond Ritter ends up being like a low 20s pick. That's where uh, Dane Brugler has him going in his latest mock. Nate Tice, who was on on an episode of Best on the Board, our gambling podcast. Be sure to check that out also. He's got Desmond Ritter going over Kenny Pickett even. like There is always a team ready to talk itself into into a quarterback, especially a you know sort of high floor quarterback like Desmond Ritter. So I'm going to take Desmond Ritter here. Actually, I think that this is a uh, it's a swing. I, I know my for, my last pick is likely to be a second round pick, so I can't settle for 28, 29 Jahan Dotson. I got to go for a guy who maybe is going to be the 21st or 23rd pick overall. And so I'm going to go Desmond Ritter here for my third pick. I just I think that I, I feel I thought- comfortable that someone's <laughs> talking themselves into him. I, for the same reason, I just assumed he would be there at 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 the end when I pick two in a row. Uh, <laughs> he would have right. been because I, mean, I was going to pass on him. 
Yeah, and then the Detroit Lions are sitting there at thirty-two this year. So if if one of these quarterbacks just falls, they're uh-huh. they're just sitting there with their basket waiting. You know, it's a nice so, backstop. Yeah. Well, exactly. so this is this is the way that it goes. So if you have two quarterbacks go inside the top mm, 12, 15, then you're going to get three because the Steelers, we're all sitting here thinking the Steelers are going to do unless the Steelers are one of the teams that takes the quarterback by trading up, which mm-hmm. if you paid attention to what the GM said when he goes, oh, by the way, yeah, we could see what it's, we've already seen what it takes to move up to seven or down to 32. Seven's a weird number to specify when you like 32 is the end of the first round. <laughs> Right, right. You specified right. seven. That's that's you know you didn't say six, you didn't say five, you didn't say two. Uh-huh. You said seven. So, just saying that sounds like a potential quarterback leap. So what I'm saying is, in that case, Beller, you're, you're right. The downside, and this is kind of like how we're playing this draft, and why I went the other way with Jameson Williams is what we're talking here is, if that doesn't happen, and the second quarterback is Pittsburgh at twenty. I just don't see – until you get to 32, unless somebody jumps back in to get ahead of the Lions to mm-hmm. get that extra year and Kansas City trades out or Cincinnati trades out, you're, you're probably waiting until 28, 29, 30, 31, somewhere right around there. So sure. that's why I was going to pass on Ritter, but it, this is kind of like a you know game here like this where we're trying to uh-huh. out, outmaneuver each other because we're in a draft. So uh, I'm actually – I am going to take Dotson just because yeah. I feel like – if the Packers don't get Alave with their first pick, and he's already off the board, I could see the Packers taking him at 28, which, again, not huge value, but maybe they do it the first one. Maybe there's a wide receiver run. But I think Dotson does make it in the first round no matter what. Uh, so now I'm curious because <laughs> Fuss is in a weird spot here. This is why also I told so- I-, I was talking about one of my leagues I'm in, and I saw somebody trade for the 108. I was like, I think that's one of the worst dynasty picks to have this year. Like, 107 is where the first and already said it 107 is the drop off like I don't want mm-hmm. 107 108 one like that you might as well just give me a second rounder and give me a better player yeah uh better player I, with I, the second rounder I mean I think now I mean I, I guess there's two receivers that probably are the like what would make I'll take Traylon Burks with one of them yep. um <laughs> I didn't love his 40 time but I think the whole Debo Samuel experience last year is going to convince somebody that they might be able to do something similar with him as well um and again I mean look at there's going to be these wide receivers going because it's easy to go down the final 10 picks of the of the of the first round and see a bunch of teams that need receivers but mm-hmm. who are the guys to their liking so um, I'm going to go with the guy to my liking, um, and that's going to be for my second pick. I will take George Pickens. Mm-hmm. It's between him and Christian Watson, but I like George Pickens a lot. He Georgia players seem to get steamed up as we talk about. You know, as you talked about, <laughs> steamed um, up. It is. It's like it's, it's, <laughs> no, no. It's just a funny. When, when you're like a big time talent, he hardly played last year. But when he did play, he made. You know, you look at he caught like three passes for ninety some yards against Alabama. One of them was a fifty yarder against him in the championship game. Um, coming back from the ACL, it's just a talented guy. And like I've seen comps to Kenny Galladay, but I've also, you know, seen comps to AJ Green and to DeAndre Hopkins. I think he can be more of a just a sideline guy. He can be a, a potential chain mover, six foot three, doing. You know, he's got big size. I think. Someone will talk themselves into him into in the late yeah. first round. Here's my issue with it is uh, even if you left him there for me, I was off of him at this point. I'm on him as a player. You guys know that. You guys know yeah. I said that. Him and Burks for me and Dotson are all like neck and neck and neck. 
I don't like what we've been seeing the last two weeks, and maybe that's gamemanship by a team leaking this, but now it seems to be multiple reports of teams that are taking him off his board or taking him off their board just because of the attitude. And we've seen that before. It's, it's funny that, you know, it seems the projectability is the least concern. Like people, oh, we can make the player into something more. And then it's injuries is second. And then character, just like people just knock people off. Like, um, who was the one? And I know like that's a whole nother level, but who was the one with the mask and smoking the weed with the mask? And like people, thank you. Like, just like, just gone off draft boards. Like just because like, and it's always these character issues. And when people like, there's multiple reports talking about he wasn't, he didn't test well as in the interviews and people didn't like his attitude and people didn't like his uh, drive to continue. So you know how I feel about Pickens the player. I'm just telling you what other people are reporting. So I'm with you, Funston. And I would actually take Pickens over Dotson, but I'm just worried he slides now. I'm worried he slides like mid second, late third round or second round now. Um, so I'm going with the other name you said because people love to project physicalness, athleticism. Oh, we can teach him to play football. So let's teach him to play football. And that's Christian Watson. Like that's really what that comes down to. Because if you look at the negatives, slow out of his routes and breaks. Uh, you know, he, he, the fact is like we're talking about. Does he know? a full playbook yet, blah, 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 like all that type of stuff. Some people are drawing the comparisons to, well, this is why we shouldn't have downgraded DK Metcalf. And I'm not saying I would downgrade Christian Watson, but it's all that projectability of the athleticism and just like, and I want to say Daryl Green Beckham. I actually think like <laughs> worst, I, in my draft profile, I said worst case scenario, I think he becomes Van Jefferson. Best case is I think he has DK Metcalf like numbers where, you know, you get 120 in a touchdown and next week you might get like three for 60, but it's never going to be that bad. That's best case scenario. Man. This yeah. Is- okay. I, I, and now this is a complete wild card because I think you <laughs> had to take Watson at that point. I mean, you look at the odds, yeah. you look at the likelihood. This one is completely wide open, I think. It you is. Could even, you could even project a fourth quarterback here or even a, even the Buffalo Bills taking a running back. It's like it's they're all kind of in a similar ilk. Yeah. I mean, this this is like a total beauty is in the eye of the beholder situation. Right, like, because who knows what it? Who, like, there's, there's clearly no obvious play. We've been saying that for the last two rounds. <laughs> there's no obvious guy who's going to be taken here. There's a very good chance that we've already named all the skill players who get taken in the first round. Very, very good chance of that. So, like, I, I just, I, I do look <laughs> at, uh, man, I don't think a running back's going to get taken. I just, I, I, I can't. I, I just. Yeah, but we're like in the second round now, anyway. Yeah, I know, but well, but, but this is just you know this is that, this is for the yeah. first round only, Jake. This is first round only right here. Yeah, that's what oh, so they don't get taken at. in the first round. That's it. You get thirty three points. Thirty three points. We're, if, I, I, yeah. I did this unbelievable job of explaining what we were doing here. I asked you guys if you got it. You both yeah, said but yes. Let's say let's say Desmond Ritter goes thirty two to the Lions or something. So all of our misses are only one less yeah. than that. Yeah. Do you think you got to do like a five point penalty? Maybe make them. 30, 38 points instead of Fine. 33. Or just make it first two rounds, period. First two rounds. Yeah. So just where they go overall. Because so also, overall. I mean, I'm also looking at the length of the podcast so far, and then some of the players left. We could do, do first two rounds. First two rounds. 
And if you don't make the first two rounds, you get hit with pick pick 75. How about that? Are you telling me I have to go deeper here? Are you adding a couple rounds to this Just one round. Just one round. And you actually, you you get dinged, haha, because you're the third pick. Oh, that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> such garbage uh, you should have picked on. two <laughs> i think if we're doing that we gotta go down and back it's only six picks all right i we can go down and back we can make this to six okay i can and then that. if they in the first two rounds if you don't get drafted in the first two rounds you get pick 75 that's right. almost almost halfway through the third round all right i like it i like it that's what we'll do and then that makes my pick. Uh, that makes my picks a little easier. So I'm okay with there that. There you go. Um, now you're gonna take. Brees I will Hall? take a. I will take a running back here. I'll take Brees Hall because <laughs> I think he he will go. Like, wouldn't we like? All right. So Brees Hall, where do where do we want him to go among realistic? Want? Yes, want. That goes back to the discussion we had on the show. Is like, do we want volume and to land with the Houston Texans, or do we want a better team and potentially fewer touches? That's really what it comes down to. I. I I think bell cow opportunity is Houston. Yeah. And I can see, I can see him going second round. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just, yeah, there's, there's no place other than like Houston and Atlanta that I think you just, mm-hmm. well, I think Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo, if, if Buffalo drafted him in the first round, then they're going to, they're going to lean on him over Devin Singletary. So I guess that's, that's not a bad place. Yeah. I think Buffalo's I the want... spot. I think Buffalo's the right mix of environment and opportunity. No, I'd hard pass. Honestly, I don't. Kansas City wouldn't do it unless they traded one of their picks to drop into the early second. God, can you imagine them doing that again after doing a redo? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know that they'd do it, but I keep saying so. It wouldn't be Brees Hall, but maybe, maybe Spiller or Walker if they fall far enough. Just because I say they won't do it because I don't know if Arizona would do it in the second round. But whoever's time sharing with James Conner. Although Walker doesn't make as much sense as Hall and Spiller do, but mm-hmm. I'd I'd love that landing spot just for the potential of that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not with you guys. I, I don't want him to go there. I'm, I'm you don't want him to go to Buffalo. No, I don't want anybody to go to Buffalo. I, I well, don't, like but... no, because it's it's the Cam Newton days. It's like you're you're monopolizing the backfield with so much of Josh Allen to begin with, and then it's one. You're already in, even if it's a bell cow, you're already in a timeshare. Like that's it's, it doesn't even matter. So, and Singletary is not going to completely go away after what they saw yeah. from him last year. And there was reports that Dable was forced to use him more. That he was the one that was holding off on Singletary. So he's gone. And a rookie running back versus Singletary. I just don't know you're going to get much touches until 2023. Sure. All right. Well, I'm still going to take him with my with uh, my fourth yeah. round pick. I and think then still a good pick. Round, I, I'm going to go Sky Moore. Um, Next I was toying around with a different receiver, and we'll see if he gets picked at all, to be perfectly honest with you, when I was thinking I was just going to have one sort of shoot-for-the-moon pick. I think Sky Moore's pretty safely somewhere in the 40s. Uh, don't see him really being anything other than a first-third of the second-round sort of pick here. Uh, maybe the Colts end up taking him uh, with 42. That seems like a, a popular spot where we see him mocked to a lot. So Sky Moore will be my fifth-round pick. Makes sense. That would have been my next pick as well, like – Next off yep. board, I, yeah, I like Sky more a lot. So then I I will take a quarterback and I'll take Mac Jones. Oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Carroll. That's <laughs> because uh, you know you see people talking about the R. It's all this. You could basically copy paste Mac Jones' draft profile from last year and put it into Matt Carroll, and that's you're getting the same responses from teams and thoughts and stuff like that. But I got to tell you, in an outside chance, outside, I don't think he goes in front of Ritter. But an outside mm-hmm. chance, somebody just says, well, let's just take the Mac Jones and let's not, you know, we don't, 
it's going to come down with the teams like, you know, and there may, may be a situation out there where there's like Ritter's too much project, projectability. We don't want to risk it. We don't want to bomb next year. We can live around a Mac Jones. And again, not saying it's going to happen, but if Carroll was in front of Ritter in the draft because both of them are in the second round and he went first, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I, I was actually hoping that you weren't going to go quarterback at all because I was going to I was going to take two because I don't think you're going to take Howell. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And, and by all accounts, Sam Howell had a great pro day and, and really did a lot to help his stock. His his draft position over under is 45 and a half. I, you know, a year ago at this time, we, we were looking at Sam Howell's maybe like being in the you know top five discussion for this year. Yep, exactly. Wait, uh, what's the over under 45 and a half? Ooh, I think I take the over. Yeah, either way, I just want to top fifty. I'd be happy at this point. Um, and so, and I, I would. I mean, I've heard some stuff on Corral where he's dropping, and it wouldn't be shocking if some team decided they like Sam Hell uh, as a as a pick over Corral. But um, you know, I think there's enough of a chance that that happened. I'm going to take him right here, and I will take mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker. Uh, I don't think he mm-hmm. escaped after running a four three eight. I don't think he escapes the second round. And, you know, you listen to some people say that, you know, I think that there's there's better upside to his passing game work than than he's given credit for. I don't think, Jake, you're one of those people. But uh, I just think the 4-3-8 and the production at a major college is going to get him into the second round. No, I, I actually, yeah, I'm legitimately concerned about his passing. I'm not saying he can't, but. Was this isn't this isn't like back with Damian Harris where it's just Alabama just refused to use him and he actually has okay hands. This is we've actually seen Kenneth Walker screw up plays as a pass catcher. So not saying he can't get better, but legitimately have concerns that he might just be a one two. And that was for fantasy purposes of that write up. So I don't mind the Kenneth Walker pick. Um, mm-hmm. And you kind of, I was leaning maybe him, but and there's some wide receivers here that I'm thinking like I could see Shakir. I even joked and said we're the next Debo Samuel because he ran plays and like you actually uh-huh. see him have some elusiveness like a running back after the catch too, and everybody's looking copycat league. Uh, Alex Pierce seems to be so I'm I'm gonna off the board here. There is only one clear tight end that's unanimous across the league, and it's Trey McBride. So I'm gonna go and think that hey, hopefully somebody in the middle of the second round says you know what. We don't want to play the guessing game with Otten and all the rest of them. Like, what's his health status? Uh, even though I like him, or any of the others, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take McBride and hope he goes inside the top 50, 55. I think that makes sense. I go. think it's like a, a tight like end a, in the mix. Well done. Yeah. I think that's a wise, like, pot odd sort of play. If you know, a tight end's going to get drafted, it's going <laughs> to be. Zero RB guys love me right now. Two quarterbacks, yeah. two wide receivers, and a tight end. Screw, <laughs> screw the running back. <laughs> um, so this is the guy who I was kicking around with maybe taking, just because I feel like someone might fall in love with the size. I'm going to take Alec Pierce. I'm going to wrap things yeah. up with Alec. Like, he's 6'3". Like, someone, I, I feel like there's, someone's going to love the size and figure, like, you know, we can he can be an instant impact red zone guy. We can play him outside, like, I think because of that size, he's going to get drafted and somewhere got some in the first. Speed too. Yeah. I mean, I'm first... actually excited to see where he lands because I can see myself getting behind Alec Pearson, you know, the fantasy world. I've got Alec Pearson, Desmond Ritter on this team. Oh, there you go. There you go. Give me Sauce Gardner. Get all the Cincinnati guys. <laughs> and the running back. What's the running back's name? Yeah, there you section? go. Right? Team them all up. Get them all back together. Yeah. Get them. Uh, get them blown out by Georgia again. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> They play. I can't. Remember, I thought no. No, they played Alabama. Georgia played Michigan. Yeah, yeah. get them blown up by Alabama again. There you go. All right, there's our there's our teams, guys. This will be fun. This will be something fun to track over the weekend. 
I feel uh, like I'm going to win. Yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. It's <laughs> feeling strong. And it all this comes be, down to Malik Willis. It does. It does. That's going to be a big one. And we'll use this instead of instead of uh, random.org, because obviously we're going to have some drafts to do over this uh, summer as we're getting ready for real fantasy football drafts. This will be the blueprint for our next draft. So whoever has whoever wins this draft will get to pick their draft spot first and whatever our next draft is, whoever comes second, second, and whoever comes last will just be stuck with what's left over. Sound uh, good? I think I think if we ever do a live show again, we need to do the hundred yard fight so we can watch our guys <laughs> run down the field and see oh, yeah, if that's fun. Some, somebody blow, blows I a hammy on the forty and <laughs> I didn't know that existed until you uh until you used it for, it the, for the flex, flex drafts leagues? last year. Yeah. yeah. It's it's fun to watch. And then you're like, yeah. oh he's pulled out in the lead and then he gets to the forty yard line <laughs> like he pulls the Greg Jennings from the Madden game and he's like limping yes. the rest of the way. <laughs> we will definitely do that once we are uh back live on YouTube, which is coming for sure. But we're uh, waiting until we get a little closer to the season, everyone out there. So we'll use this for the next non-live-on-YouTube draft, and we'll definitely go 100-yard fight for uh, for the next uh, live-on-YouTube draft. Peachy. How does that sound? Yes. Wonderful. Um, all right, guys. That's going to do it. That's going to be a show here. We're going to wrap things up on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. So we've actually got two episodes coming to you this week. On Friday, Funston and I will be back with you looking back at what happened in round one, what we think about the fits and where players went, and projecting ahead to what we still want to see from a fantasy perspective go down over the remaining six rounds. So that's going to do it, however, for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be talking to you soon. See you later.